Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 11 of Tomo Chain is a Girl. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. Alright, so it seems like the plot is Tomo's deciding to get a job to raise money for a birthday present for June. And it is kind of an interesting premise, you know. I remember being in high school and, you know, being sort of limited in what jobs I could actually get. I do like that Misuzu's being sort of the voice of reason here that, you know, you can't exactly just haul off and hit rude customers. So, you know, Tomo getting a job in the service industry, that's, uh, sort of a recipe for disaster. And if that weren't bad enough, you know, all her friends want to get in on it too. Ostensibly to wrangle in her worst impulses. So, it was kind of nice of this guy to basically offer all his classmates a part-time job. And initially, you know, he's the type of character where, you know, you wouldn't really give him the benefit of the doubt. You'd think he would have something sort of scummy, but it turns out that, you know, his family owns a restaurant and they need the help for the time being. So, you know... All things considered, this is a pretty good opportunity. I mean, fortunately, like, the issue his family is having isn't a permanent one, you know, it's just sort of a temporary thing. And... Okay, yeah, here we go. It turns out, like, the uniforms was his idea, just in case. And, you know, it's a situation like this that makes them come in handy. Although that said, you know, a uniform like that, I feel like that would be uh, pretty well suited for Carol. 
I can't imagine she's going to be a very good waitress, but, you know, if she just stands there and looks good, you know, that might be enough. Alright, so, already things are not going great, you know, Tomo can't really talk to people, and it doesn't look like Carol's too comfortable either. Oh dear. Yeah, you know, when I worked in a restaurant, I was fortunate not to be a waiter. Fortunate, of course, being a relative term. But, you know, I'd probably dread a situation like that where they ask you what you recommend. I mean, that sort of necessitates having a good understanding of what's served on the menu and, you know, what would be good for the restaurant to sell. Ah, uh, poor Carol. You know, you would think people would learn that, you know, you can't give her instructions that are open to interpretation, you know, you kind of have to be pretty straightforward with her. Ah, dear. You know, I feel like you know, yeah, they did need to find work, but maybe working for this guy wasn't as good an idea as uh, everybody sort of thought it was. I guess in no small part because Jun sort of uh, attends this restaurant from time to time. So I guess, naturally, Tomo can't really explain her reasoning behind all of this. I'm wondering how she's going to get out of this, you know, like just passing off as like, oh, I needed a job because I wanted to have some money or something, but... Like, I don't know, what reasoning could she possibly use to sort of sweep it under the rug? I guess fortunately for Tomo, given that Tanabe is, you know, at best, um, an acquaintance, she can sort of get away with threatening to throttle him. You know, in, in the restaurant business, the boss is usually the person, uh, engaging in violence, you know. I recall many a time where people were throwing things in the kitchen. It was... Interesting, but not fun. So as always, people are giving ambiguous compliments. You know, you look not bad in that outfit. Well, I guess not bad must by definition be good, but how good are we talking here? You know, should Tomo necessarily maybe um, keep the outfit just in case? Honestly, I think Jin was just being more diplomatic than anything else. Yeah, you know what? Carol is now vindicated. She might not be a good waitress, but... You know, she managed to bring in customers. I feel like there's... If not a skill, you know, there's something that goes into that that not everybody has. Alright, now seeing as how, by any indication, this is Tomo's first job, 
I'd imagine, uh, I'll take it back. You know, the guy paid extra. I was going to say this is probably like the first time they learn about taxes. Alright, yeah, so it seems like ultimately things have worked out pretty well. You know, he paid them while they enjoyed working there. He enjoyed having him. I mean, there is a small atmosphere of, you know, impending threat. You know, Misuzu seems to have driven a hard bargain behind the scenes. Alright, so that's something, you know, Jun actually went to the restaurant because Tomo was working there. At least, you know, he went more frequently than normal. And his rationale is, you know, don't want you beating up customers. Which, you know, that's kind of fair, but I don't think he's being truthful. And he even says, you know, the food tastes better when you bring it to me. I feel like that's, um, that's a bit of a hint. You know, there's that old saying, the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach, you know, cook him food. I have to say, it's, uh, might not absolutely be true, but it's pretty darn close. Alright. You know, see, this is one of those things I always find maybe not interesting, but a little bit irritating in that everybody always speaks kind of ambiguously, you know. Jun says something like, you know, I wouldn't mind us matching head to toe. And it's like, Dude, are you sure? Do you really mean that? And, like, I don't know. People interpreting that as, like, a serious thing that somebody's saying. That just strikes me as kind of odd. So it seems like we've returned to the status quo a little bit, you know. Tomo wants Misuzu's advice on appearing more girlish to June. I don't know, like, Misuzu is giving, I guess, some theoretically sound advice, but, I don't know, the, uh, the ethics of actually doing that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, Tomo's right, I think something's up with Misuzu today, she's in a weird sort of mood. I'm wondering if she's, like, deliberately trying to instigate trouble or something. You know, because not only is she giving weird advice, she's also sort of goading Tomo in a way that she knows she'll respond. I 
Oh dear, I know where this is going. Somebody's getting pushed down the stairs. I'm wondering if this was, um... Just like a ploy on Masuzu's part to shove Jin down a flight of stairs. I mean, I guess it seems to have worked out, you know. She did indeed throw him down the stairs, but... Ah, oh, boy. So, you know, I guess Jun wasn't content to go along with the plan, but at least he managed to, uh... finesse a soft landing. Oh, dear. I mean, I guess Carol has the good grace to recognize that something weird was going on and she shouldn't take it personally, but... Oh, boy. So I feel like Toma's sort of misdirecting her anger, you know? Like, obviously it wasn't Jun's fault or Carol's fault for what happened. And it wasn't really Masuza's fault either, strictly speaking, but she did push him down the stairs. You know, it is weird in a sort of, uh... karmic type of way that she fell down the stairs too. And into Tanabe, no less. Yeah, you know, Tanabe is right to wonder if perhaps she smacked her head, because something's wrong here. It, this almost feels like something out of a different genre, like, I don't know. I'm almost reminded of, um... Like those sort of one-off episodes in Two Love Rue where something weird and improbable happens. Like, I don't know, like the main character gets turned into a girl or shrunk down to six inches tall. And, you know, he sort of has to navigate all sorts of horrible situations only to turn back to normal by the end. You know, because Masuza is finally not herself. And... She claims she's come to a realization, but, you know, I don't know how much water this is actually going to hold here. You know, she sort of claims that she's been acting divisively this whole time. And, you know, I don't know if that's true. Because, like, you know, she hasn't necessarily been helpful all the time, but not for lack of trying. I think she's just kind of bad at it. Alright, so this is getting interesting. You know, she seems to be sort of cutting out Tomo and staying home all sick and presumably just kind of moping. And it would seem as though, you know, the title now makes sense. They're putting on a production of Cinderella. Yeah, you know, this really is a weird change of pace. She's just staying home, 
Like, not actually sick, she just doesn't want to face Tomo. You know, I'm wondering... Like, what the deal is? She's done a bunch of kind of shady things, but... Only now she's sort of really showing anything... Resembling remorse, you know? I feel like just pushing Jun down the stairs wasn't something that would necessarily trigger a personality change like this, you know? Because it's not like anything bad actually happened. I mean, you know, if Jun had, like, fallen down the stairs, like, cracked his head open on the floor and had to, like, go to the hospital, that would be one thing, but... I don't know. Yeah, you know, she is sort of taking Tomo's forgiving nature, maybe not for granted, but she's sort of, I don't know, overstating it, like there's no way she couldn't be forgiven. Oh dear. Poor innocent Carol, you know, she was acting in good faith, trying to get Misuzu apart in the play. You know, I'm wondering why they nominated a person who's out sick. I mean, I guess if Misuzu really truly does fit the role, then why not, but... It just strikes me as kind of weird. I do think it's also interesting that Carol has to play the evil stepmother, and she doesn't have the heart for that. And frankly, I doubt she's a good enough actor to do it either. If anything, I would imagine the roles should be reversed, with Misuzu as the evil stepmother and Carol as Cinderella. You know, I guess it is kind of interesting that, you know, what is ostensibly a Japanese high school would be putting on a production of Cinderella. I mean, sure it is, you know, like, a high school play, which is not going to be any sort of great item of theatrics, but... I don't know, I would have thought they would have done something more culturally Japanese, you know? Like, I'm, I'm struggling to imagine, like, my local high school putting on a production of, like, Isun Boshi or something like that. 
you know, like that tail or like, um, I don't know, like another like foreign folk tale. Like, I can't imagine something like that happening. Okay, so I think I know where this is starting to go. For one reason or another, Tomo was made to be the prince. And I feel like, you know, to some degree this is miscasting. But I'm thinking that this is bait. You know, the author's basically trying to bait us by pairing up Tomo and Misuzu. And... I don't know. Like, it'll probably work, and... I suppose, if nothing else, this can be a vehicle for Misuzu getting over her funk. I mean, you know, here we have it. She's still just not quite feeling it. You know, everybody else is getting on with their lives and she's just kind of... moping around. So, you know, Jin actually has a good idea here. If you want to solve your problems, you have to be forthright. Of course, he should apply that to his life as much as anybody else, but nevertheless, it does hold true. Yeah, you know, that is kind of weird. Like, doing a line read as though June were Cinderella. Alright, you know what? I think... I think June's being kind of a poor sport about it. He should just double down and read the lines in a falsetto. You know, really just double down make it silly. You know, like, when you're forced to do something like this, irreverence is the only way out, you know? Like, you have to basically, like, double down, do it as seriously as possible, knowing that it's stupid.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.